Warning, Game State contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Sorry, didn't mean to frighten anyone. You're a bit late for that. This will be a game night, to remember. You'll be the greatest starfighter ever. That was a game, Centauri. Game? You may have thought it was a game, but it was also a test. We don't need a board and we do not need pieces. Oh, it's a murder mystery party. Fun. Fireball the son of a bitch. This is Game State. We're back for a very special edition that was very... We took a long time to think about the title, about what this show is about. I think there was at least a couple, like... Six to seven hour roundtables about this. Oh yeah, Remember we had that? to find we had to find a name that worked. I mean, it I popped. I smoked at least six or seven packs of cigarettes at the time. We were it was like twelve angry men screaming at each other. But basically, the That's title a good movie. That's such yeah, a good movie. Basically, the title of this is the BGG Top One Hundred Reactions <laughs> and Refractions. That's going to be the name. Of it, I remember when you when you heard me first say that you lost your shit. You were like, just like right now. <laughs> BGG it's top one hundred reactions and refractions. It's almost as if it's the first time that I'm hearing about it right now. <laughs> so basically, and you thought it was you thought I was a crazy person, but when I pitched this to you on yeah. that long long day, I said, look, everyone knows what BGG is on the planet. Which, in case you don't know, board game. <laughs> <laughs> it is the it is the website that is just the hub, the circuit board for all things board gaming and you know tabletop gaming hobby related. Um, we bring it up all the time in the show. If you don't know what you're, we're talking about, then fuck off. <laughs> Basically, BGG has a pretty sophisticated ranking system where it's you know every single game has its own sort of wiki page, and people can rate the games how they like it put comments and even even to the to point of like tagging what the mechanics are in a game tagging uh the weight of a game which i've actually found really helpful complexity complexity yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah it's basically it's the ultimate it's people complain about it but it really is the ultimate board gaming site and they have many lists but one of them is the most well known is the bgg top 100 so yes what this show today is going to be about which i'll do my best to to uh to wrangle us in on this is uh, basically Charlie and Andrew's thoughts in order, starting from the top down, one to a hundred. We're not going to get through all hundred. No. We're going to go as many as we can huh. um, about these games. Have we played them? What do we think about them? We'll try to keep each game to like like a couple minutes at most. Um, are you down with that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Number one, a game that we have talked about on this show many you times have before. Talked about. And Sam, I remember. I'll never forget. Sam was actually the one. Oh, that was, Sam! Sam was actually the one who started playing. This. He started playing this. It was last Christmas. I remember he said his friend yeah. got it and he played for like sixteen yeah. hours straight. And his I was intrigued. We're talking about number one, two thousand seventeen release, Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven is, of course, a campaign-based sort of RPG-influenced dudes on a map battle tactical kind of game. Is that what you call it? I have not played. You have it. not played it. You, should, you come over and play it. That's what you keep telling yeah. me. <laughs> Imagine a D and D universe. Uh, it's sort of, uh, you know, there's, not D and D universe, a fantasy universe. Sure. I just, I mean, in the sense, like it, it's got that from someone who doesn't play a lot of those games, it's got that feel. Okay. To yeah. Me, fair. I guess it's not D and D though. There's no dragons. Um, nothing. And this was a game. I, some people call it the game that should have never existed. Correct. Because when it was on Kickstarter, it was like a box that cost like 
I think it was actually, I was about to say it cost a lot. It should have cost a lot, but the reason it got was so popular is it did not cost a lot. The guy that made the game screwed up and uh, it just flew off shelves. It uh, or just went out of print immediately or not out of print, uh, ran out of copies immediately. People got their copies. It was incredible. And then there was a huge surge for people wanting it. Um, Plus the MSRP for it is $150 for 120 hours worth of content. Yeah. Alleged. Yeah. The box is 25 hours. pounds. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's 25 pounds. It's insane. Um, a little bit of backstory. Yes. Um, uh, Gloomhaven raised $386,000 uh, for just under 5,000 backers back in 2017. Yeah. yeah. And then they did a reprint or then they did another Kickstarter, I believe, that didn't hit over a million. I could be wrong about that. I am not certain. Honestly, it's actually kind of funny looking back at the Kickstarter page for this for Gloomhaven. The box is standard box size in the promotional material. Wait, what? oh really? Yeah. And then they realized, oh, They're like, oh, we fucked up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, twenty five pounds. I could be wrong at the exact poundage, but I know it's over twenty. No, um, that tracks. Or um, that tracks for sure. But yeah, so this is number one, and because it's number one, you can take a little more time to talk about it. Yep. One thing I will say, you haven't played it yet. No, I want to. I desperately want. Desperately to. want to. Come on over. Do the twist. Come on we'll over, play. baby. <laughs> um, it's the number one on the list, and um, I, for a long time, was like, even before I played it, I knew enough about how complex it is and how deep it is and how big of a game it is to think that that is some BS, that a game that is this off-putting to such a huge section of the hobby would get this top rank on BGG. Now that I've played it, I gotta say... The fact that it converted someone like me that quickly to that type of a game, the fact that it was that deep and that fulfilling, it absolutely deserves it. That's crazy. Absolutely deserves it. I've not heard a single bad thing about this game. No. My only downside is this. I'm going to, I'm going to end on this game saying this. Um, and actually this is less about just this game and more about any cooperative game, I guess in general, which weirdly I would almost put in the same grouping as like a solo game. Sorry, solo gamers. Um, I'm the type of person that I kind of need an actual opponent uh, to what's the word? to uh, adversary to prove yourself against. Well, not maybe. even that. It's actually not has nothing to do with that as much. It's more about one of the problems me and Christy have with Gloomhaven lately is that we'll be playing and then we'll kind of like we'll fuck up something like oh we should have done that. We'll just like and eh, we'll just give us give us extra three damage. Sure. Oh yeah, and just yeah, you got that. Ah, uh, you got that. And then suddenly the rules start breaking down uh-huh. and. We, um, basically, suddenly nothing means anything. You see what I'm trying to say? It's like, it's like, well, shit, nothing is going to be enforced. You know, an opponent enforces the rule set on you when you play a game. But in a solo game and or a game like this, if you're not playing with someone who's like, "Mm, by the book, then you'll just cut corners and then you start having kind of a existential crisis basically with the game where you're like, why am I even doing this at all? Because there's nothing that holds us together. That's my only downside to it. It's more my fault than the game's fault, but I'd say number one, Gloomhaven. And that's number one. Deserves it. Deserves it is my thing. So the uh, Kickstarter pledge price for Gloomhaven. Yes. Have a guess. MSRP, 150 bucks. I want to, I don't remember exactly, but I want to say it was like 60 bucks. $74. Yeah, it's it, yeah that he screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> he screwed. And apparently, you could buy just the character models for twenty bucks, wow. which was kind of interesting. Yeah. I would personally, I would like to see more Kickstarters do that. Just buy the models because I know the game is going to be garbage. For example, oh yeah, for a lot of the games that are mini games, it's like uh, Lords of Hellas. Hmm. 
I would love just to have those models, just to paint those models. Yeah. Because the game I know I'm not going to enjoy. Sure. Um, but you can't. Yeah. You know? That's pretty smart of them. I, I will say, I don't think the models are that... I mean, I don't see a lot of games like good. that. They're not that great. In Gloomhaven, they're not no. amazing at all. Like, we played that... Uh, we played... We're going to get off topic so quickly. Uh, we played uh, just... I'll, um, it put me in perspective when we played that. Uh, Godfather? No, Fire of Godfather was good. Fire uh, Song of Ice and Fire. Yes, those models. I was like, wow. Okay, this is this is the standard Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, being the cool mini or not miniatures. Yeah, and then having yeah. played Gloomhaven, I was like, Ugh, all right. But anyways, that's number one. Um, are you Deserves. looking? At, are you looking at the list? I friend? am number two. We have both played. We have. Uh, we got a little bit sick doing it though, so we had to stop. That's a bad joke. Pandemic Legacy <sighs> Season One. God. <laughs> We got about halfway through um, Pandemic Legacy, and then our group just kind of fell apart. I don't even know if we got. I think we got to April. We got to. <laughs> we got to the twist. Oh, we got yes. to the. We got to we the game before anything, the yeah. twist, which the game came out in 2000, 2015? Been a while. Wow, I had no idea. Four years ago. That's insane. Like That's bonkers. Dinosaurs walking the earth back then. Well, we might I, as well be playing Acquire at that rate. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd played Pandemic before. Obviously, you had, and this was the breakout uh, um, cooperative yes. game. Obviously, I think cooperative games existed before this, mm-hmm. but this was the one that put that idea on the map for sure. I think that's safe to say. Certainly, and especially with its unique mechanics, the legacy system, Rob Davio. Uh, it was Rob Davio that did the legacy for Risk, Risk Legacy, yes, right? I'm pretty sure. And then he applied that working with... Uh, you know, literally every other legacy game. Yeah, he's got like the all the big ones. He's got the mark. Yeah, um, Seafall was one of them, I think. Seafall was unfortunate. It was a game that was designed at its core around the legacy mechanic. Yeah, but it didn't pan out. Mm. But everybody was super hyped for it. it. Just didn't happen. Um, what did you think about Pandemic? Pandemic Legacy, legacy ruined cooperative games for me. <laughs> I was going to say, for me, I didn't think for you. Oh, dude, no, because it was, <laughs> I have played, Pandemic was my first hobby game. Yeah. Not my first, but it was it was in the top 10, or the first 10, or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I had played it a whole bunch. I brought a bunch of people into the hobby by playing Pandemic. I've played Pandemic a lot. Pandemic Legacy started off, base Pandemic, then you move into some of the expansions, mm. getting some of those nice ideas in there. The Legacy mechanic is obviously the biggest draw there. Sure. But you're just playing Pandemic. You are. Which, which, and that was, I remember we talked about this before, but as someone who doesn't really even like regular Pandemic and never has, the idea of playing it a minimum of 12 times. Yes. I was like, uh, that's a minimum if I, if I recall too. Yeah. If you win, it's month by month. If you win every month, exactly. you are playing a minimum of 12 games. Maximum of 24. Yeah. But here's the thing. When was the last game that you played more than 10 times? Shards of Infinity, Dominion. I mean, they're, they're out there. They're out there. Um, but they're also, in my experience, well, I don't know. That's, that might be a, a bad road to go down. Gloomhaven? Gloomhaven? <laughs> more than 10 times? Sure. I have, Which, by the way, point being, number is, one and two are both cooperative games. Correct. Yeah. Um, I think my point for that is it's gone again. Damn it. I had it. You were, you know what? I'm not going to try to chase it down. Chase you're, it. you're in charge of your own brain. I forgot. It's uh, fine. It's a good game. 
It killed Pandemic for me. I no longer want to play a cooperative game. Uh, oh, 10 by 10 challenge. Like, they call it the 10 by 10 challenge for a reason. Oh, like 10 of your yeah. Games, play 10 of your games 10 times. 10 times. In a year, In right? a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a reason that's a challenge. For a lot of people, playing a minimum of 12 games to get a complete experience is very hard and difficult to do. Sure, sure. It's a worthwhile challenge. It was good, though. I liked it. I would like to go back and finish it out now that <sighs> it's been about seven months since we stopped. I have no... Uh, yeah, no I can't. Even, I can't even pretend like I'd want to. I like, wonder if it's just going to be me and my significant other playing this one. Do it. You reckon? I think you should just right. play it out. You don't need me. That was number two. Number three. I have not played. I'm wondering if you Elon, have. Elon Musk is taking us to the stars. God, <laughs> he is the Lord and Savior of of humanity. The what's he got to do? He's got to he's got to figure out some very important piece of human survival space technology. He's got to terraform Mars. Ah, God, that's so gross. That was the worst. Segue. Yeah, that's your fault. <laughs> that was speaking of like timetables here. That was 2016. Yes, amazing how much time has passed on some of these. Yeah, it's crazy. 2000. This game. Came have you out. played it? Have you I played? have. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I played it twice. Okay. I remember enjoying it quite a bit. It's Tell a, me about it. Annotated. Terraforming Mars is an engine-building game where you're using a hand of cards to then terraform the surface of Mars, building structures, uh, building forests, creating lakes and oceans. Cool. All while raising three um, metrics to make Mars hospitable. Okay. Right? You are raising up the temperature. You are increasing the amount of oxygen in the atmosphere, and you are also increasing the amount of water on the surface. Once all three of those have been met, the game is over. Tally up your victory points, uh, which are considered generations of people. Oh, that's cool. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I like that, because, yeah, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. Right. So, like, your score is like, oh, it took this many generations to terraform Mars sort of a deal, which is kind of an interesting thing. But it is a tableau engine builder sort of a deal. You're going to make crazy combos. You're going to keep it running. Um, in a four-player game, great, fantastic. Yeah. Two-player game, you have a tableau that is like a three-foot by three-foot <laughs> spread of playing cards that oh, all do different gosh. things that all then allow you to, you know, convert this metal into this material or uh, maybe the tokens on this card are algae tokens that can then be comboed off with this one and then blah, 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 blah. So it's like a Vital game almost, is what it's I'm hearing, which is ironic. Vital on steroids Interesting. at two players. but. The higher the player count, because everybody is actively increasing one of those metrics, your tableau does not get that big Got it. at the end of the game. So that one is definitely a higher player count for me. That being said, not played it in quite some time. Hmm. I remember enjoying it quite a bit. When this game came out, there was actually a big, huge hullabaloo because it was an over $60 MSRP thing. Okay, which it is had nothing the, anymore. <laughs> which is nothing anymore, exactly. Um, but it had the problem of being subpar production quality. Heard about that, yeah. The cards themselves are not great. Hmm. The art on them is all stock images, which is fine. Wait, really? Every single one of them is a stock image. Like photos? Yes. Blah. Yeah, photos. Lame. Sometimes there there were some stock drawings, but they're all, like, you could go to a website, you know, yeah. get Shutterstock images. to, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, to get it done. So people were not thrilled with that, especially with it being the over MSRP stuff. It also fell into conversation we had on a recent show about box size. Oh, is it? The box was also oh, like, it, twice as big as it needs to be. Really? I would think yeah. with a game that's, that, again, I haven't played it, but a game that's The game is that all cards. Big, okay. The game is like 300 right. cards. So you don't have, board. there's not like a billion meeples and stuff they need to fill. No. Okay. Interesting. And like some tokens. Yeah. So it had that problem going on as well. Um, plus it was a, it was supposed to be a heavyweight game. Um, I'm going to just ask you the one second yes. gut reaction. This is number three on the list. Do you think it deserves it? Ooh. Number three on 
the of all time all games on BGG. This is just I mean what what are we? We're dumbasses. This is just our feeling about it. I don't know. I don't think it deserves top three, but I do think that it deserves to be in the top 100. Okay. It is very good. Here. Number four. Uh, as with everything, we have to evolve and become better people through the ages. A new story of civilization. Uh, <laughs> I've not played. This is on my top. You know what's funny? I have. Believe it or not. You have not. I've played. Okay, so. You punk. Funny story about this game. Number four on the list. Through the ages. I'll be the judge of that. It used to be an Eagle Griffin game. It did. It did. Um, through... Uh, things that difference. I probably shouldn't talk about. Yep. It it uh it is no longer. It's gone to check CEG now. Um, this was, if I recall, for the long time, the number one game. It was for a while. It is a six hour long game, which, if you know me, is not something I can usually live with. I will also say I haven't played. I was like over a decade ago. I want to say that I played this, so I couldn't even tell you a single thing about it, other than that it was very long. A lot of little cubie cubes moving around. A lot of cards. Confusing. So, worth noting. Yes. Uh, Through the Ages, a new story of civilization is the second edition. Yes. For Through the Ages. I don't know if the original entry for Through the Ages has been combined or merged with this entry. I think it was. Because, I mean, I, I, this is 2015. The, uh, the new story came out. I'm pretty sure that Through the Ages... I'm pretty sure, could be wrong, that it was on top of this list before 2015. That it, it, it was certainly. Yeah, so. But the uh, first edition is not on the top 100. So that is saying something. I don't know if it's, you know, Board B- Game Geek doing yeah. its thing. BGG sometimes combines that stuff, and I don't know. That's tough to say, but. So you haven't played it. I don't really have enough to say about it. This, I will say, is a kind of game where I probably don't need to play it and would probably pass but you seem like the type that would absolutely need to sit down. Yeah, this is this is on my bucket list. It's yeah. got a it's got a weight of four point seventeen, and Jesus. actually, it is present on the top one hundred. It's ranked thirty six, mm. the first ed. Um, oh, which is kind of saying something because if a second edition and a first edition are in yeah. the top one hundred, it's weird. It's also saying something about the game. It's pretty, it's pretty damn good. People take it pretty damn good. That's number four. That's uh, number four. Number five. Um, I'm going to try to do a dumb dad. Joke. Um, when a series of books about vampire love came out, <laughs> it was a struggle for a lot of people to admit that they liked Twilight. Okay, that, the what game. The fuck uh, are that, you like I said, it was the dumbest. Uh, it was. It's, I told you it was going to suck. Twilight Struggle is number five. Um, this is a game about the Cold War. Yes. Um, it's a two-player game. Uh-huh. I've never played it, although I have a very funny story about it here in a second um where i guess yeah it's uh two players sort of uh, instead of the cold war you're exerting political influences on different territories to um as either the united states or the soviet union um competing competing as in the space race as well uh and you are trying nuclear arms nuclear arms i think also yes um yeah there's also a defcon threat level and such as well um, the coolest part of this game, which you're going to hate, oh boy, is every card is bad. Every card that you're playing is bad. When you say bad, what do you mean? They're not good. They're just you're giving stuff to your opponent oh. constantly. So each why would the, I hate that? I actually think that's cool. You reckon? I figured that you would. I like that when like ugh, everything I do benefits helps my opponent. opponent. Yeah, that's great. So the cards as you 
play them have two affiliations. You've got the American affiliation cards. You've got the uh, uh, Soviet Union affiliation cards. They've also got different political PowerPoints that you can use to influence power in certain regions um, if an opponent controls a particular territory. It's going to cost you more to affect that territory, which is where the card play comes into play, right? Mm -hmm. When you play one of your cards, you have the option to either play it for its event or play it for its point value. When you play it for an opponent's, uh, when you play an opponent's card, you play it for the point value, but the opponent also gets to take the event, Mm. which is where the interesting mechanic comes into play Mm, there. Okay. It is a very long game. It is a very tactical game. I've heard. It has like... It was number one on this list for a long, long time. Again, because it is a... I I enjoyed it quite a bit. A two-player game was number one on this list, which is crazy. Uh, So my funny story about it is uh, years ago in a previous relationship, a past Charlie... Went to Game Depot with my other, shopping around, looking for fun games to play. And uh, the girl I was with liked games. She wasn't really a gamer per se. Mm-hmm. But um, I was trying to find good stuff. And she oh, said, no. what about that web- that website? That website will say what the best games are. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't know. She's like, I, you know what? Because, you know, as relationships can be adversarial sometimes. She's like, fuck your opinion entirely. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna make this choice on my own, which will be the right one. Uh-huh. So she went on to BGG and she said, whatever the number one game is, that's probably the one I should buy. Uh-huh. And it was Twilight Struggle. Ooh. And I'm like, babe, d- no, don't buy, don't buy, don't plug your wallet. Don't. <laughs> yeah, you bought Twilight Struggle. And there goes $70. And it was not cheap, I remember. Uh-uh. And so whatever, we got it. We brought it home. And she was all excited because she bought a thing. Uh-huh. It was the game she bought. So it's like, I'm going to like it because sure. I got it. That tracks. And I was, I was just like, be proud like, of your all purchase. Right, all right, it's, it's okay. You figure out how to play it and we'll yeah. play it. I told you so. And she opened it up and she pulled out the rule book and she pulled the pieces and she was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? Yes. Could not admit that I was right. Yes. It was a great moment. But so for a short time, I had that game on my shelf and then, you know. The wheel of time turns. That's that's quite funny because no. that rule book is thirty pages. No, I'm sure it is an it is an index. <laughs> it's got the old grognards because it's a GMT game. Yes, it's a lot. So I and I never played it. That's the thing. We never played it because it was she was not going to learn how to play a yeah. game like that. The rule so. book is super intimidating because like there's sections, then there's subsections, and then there's like exceptions. So let that be a, a lesson to all you non like super hobby gamers. As great as the BG list can be, you can't Rain just assault. you can't just whip it out. And think that these are the games I should for sure play and buy. They may not be for you. They are for this community, first and foremost, and they are hobbyists. Number six! Twilight Struggle, good game. Get it. Well, obviously, number five. But, I mean, that's not a rebellion to say. God damn it. I'm just going to leave them to you from now on. (laughs) Number six is Star Wars Rebellion. I'll just come right out the gate and say I have not played this one. Nor have I. Do you know anything about it? Um, Star Wars Rebellion. Like a miniatures, I want to say, are in it. Uh, Um, There are plastic figures. They are not miniatures. Open a new tab. Let's see here. I suppose. 8.5. Let's just read about it. So Star Wars Rebellion is a board game of epic conflict between the Galactic Empire and the Rebel uh, Alliance for two to four players. Experience the Galactic Civil War like you never have before. In Rebellion, you control the entire Galactic Empire or the fledgling Rebel Alliance. You must command starships, account for troops, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Basically, it's a Star Wars franchise. Um, Okay, so hold on. Hold on. You're you're belittling it. Yeah. And it deserves respect, Charlie. Okay. I mean, mean, it's probably good. Part of the game, somebody's the Empire, somebody's the Rebel. Rebels have a hidden base where they're operating out of. They are exerting influence on different planets uh it is area control right but the empire's job is to find the secret hidden rebel base Mm -hmm. and destroy it and wipe out 
obviously the rebellion. It is a massive game. Uh, it takes up like two, threefold boards as you're moving these figures across out. It is supposed to be Star Wars in a box in the purest form. Interesting. Because you are going through the 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 trilogy. Um, Simulating it in kind of a giant war game experience. Exactly. Yeah. It, similar to the alternate history that we have a lot with modern war games. Mm-hmm. This is doing that, but for Star Wars. That's so you cool. might destroy the Death Star like might, two or three times. Luke might be might be killed, or, or Luke might yeah. be dead immediately. Yeah, sort of a deal. Interesting. Right? It's supposed to be very good. Uh, it is a hundred dollar product, but in this case, it seems worth it. Uh, well, I can't speak for you. Sure. I'll say this: I have no interest in playing this. Yeah, I no, do, you not at all. Do not care at all about Star Wars anymore. In fact, I actively dislike it. Um. It might be a great game, but there's a lot of great games if we're going to spend a lot of time playing, like board games or just strategy games. It's probably not going to be this one. But, hey, it's number, what do we say, six on the list? Number six. That's got to mean something. What about you? Is it on your want to playlist? It's on my want to playlist. It's not on my must playlist. Got it. Got it. It's it's up there. Which, um, to be, I'll be honest, there's a game I already have played that's number seven on this list that I would play again in a heartbeat over Star Wars Rebellion. Yes. Um, again, with the vampire references, um... It is called. I'm not good. I'm not cut out to say the stupid jokes. Twilight. Jesus Christ. Imperium. Pop blowing out the microphone. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Twilight Imperium is number seven. Which edition of Twilight Imperium, Charlie? Fourth edition. Correct. Um, another massive space war game. This one is, if I recall, it's just its own IP. It is made for the game. It's, I think it's technically no. It's the Twilight Imperium universe is its own. Shabangle. Shabangle. Yeah. Um, fun fact, Twilight Imperium used to be a Games Workshop game. Really? If I remember correctly. And it's got little minis, it's got ships, it's got, it's another table hog. So, first edition. Yes. Twilight Imperium, um, I think, was was Games Workshop. It might have been Chessex. Because Chessex used to make games. Really? Yes. Wiz War was a Chessex game. Weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, I played this a long time ago, and I remember it was big... Long ass game, a lot of uh, a lot of smashing each other, a lot of uh, under table deals with your neighbors, um, trying to secure, you know, uh, trades and also smash little areas. <sighs> I sound like a dumbass. Cause it's been so long that I, since I played it, but I remember having a very positive experience. Weirdly, the thing I remember most about this game is it's got this epic ass cover with all these crazy aliens. There's like a like a lion man, lionos on the cover. I lied. Uh, Twilight Imperium was Fantasy Flight from the beginning. It was? Okay. Huge, huge box at the time. And even now, it's still a pretty damn big box. Third edition was the last Fantasy Flight game to utilize the coffin box, Mm. um, which is the big, huge, The long long. box, yeah. It would be like if Gloomhaven and Monopoly had a baby, like box style and look. Um, Uh, Fourth edition is a little bit shorter, but it is deeper. um, Also that. I want to play this again one day. This is what, 4.2. Jesus. I don't know. On, on weight? 480 minutes. <laughs> Two, 240 to 480 minutes. Um, How many hours is that? That's like seven, eight hours, right? Yeah, this is a day. I mean, that's. I remember when we played it, it was like... It we, is an appointment game. It's a, yeah, you got to set it up to sit down and play it with your friends. You got to be in for the long haul. It's no diplomacy as far as how long it <laughs> Diplomacy could take. is quite good. Um, it was a good game. 
Um, but it's definitely an investment. And um, yeah, it's, it's funny that I would poo-poo Star Wars so quickly and say I do want to play this one. It might be just the bad taste I have in my mouth for the IP of Star Wars. Which is funny because it might be easier for me to play that Star Wars game because I could relate to the concepts in it. Yeah. <laughs> easier just by pop culture alone than this one. But you know what? No. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to try this one. Number seven on the list. Twilight, Twilight Imperium. Imperium. That, this one is on my must play. It is? Yes. Oh, you have, have you not played it yet? I have not. No. Okay. I have not had the privilege. Uh, but no, this one's defo on the must play. Um, for sure. That's really all I have to say about that one. Number seven. Uh, number eight. I don't think either of us have played. No. Gaia Project, another spacey-looking game. Um, Gaia Project is the the sci-fi re-implementation of the Terra Mystica. Oh, okay. I've heard of this. Okay, I've heard of Terra Mystica, so this is a sci-fi version of that. It is considered the sequel um, to Terra Mystica, coming out five years after Terra Mystica initially released. Terra Mystica being a must-play for me. Okay. Have not yet. Haven't either. However, Gaia Project, don't give two butts about. Is it because of the theme? Yeah. I still want, I just want the, the more space. Yeah. Let me see here. Type, strategy, category, civilization, economic, science fiction, space exploration, territory building, major mechanics, area control, influence, income, modular board, network and route building, turn order, and pass order, and there's two more of them on there. Um, Thank you, Charlie Bot 2.0. Um, yes. <laughs> Got an 8.5 rating, 11,000 ratings. Look, here's the thing. With Gaia Project, I remember yeah. when it released, it came out with very mixed and middling reviews really? from what I had gathered, right? It was supposed to be the sequel to Terra Mystica. It mechanically is, which I mean, is a weird thing Okay, yeah. just in and of its own right, this, a sequel to a board game, Yeah, which is a weird thing that I think we should devote an episode to. Board game sequels? Yeah. Um, but when it came out, it was... Supposed to be not great, which is surprising that it is now number eight in Board Game Geek's top 100 hmm. uh, with 10,000 voters. Yeah. I mean, if we're going to learn anything from this episode, it's because of these games that we neither of us have played. Uh, all we can really give you is the surface level shit that you could learn yourself, yes. your listeners, but also just our reactions to them. And if you relate to us at all, what that might mean to you. Like, again, oddly, Gaia Project, for all I know, it could be better than Twilight Imperium. It could be the best game on the planet, but like you, I'm kind of like just looking at this art, getting the pitch. I go, it just sounds like everything else. What's yeah. the, what's going to hook me into what's this? The hook? I, I don't doubt that if it's this high on this list, that it's probably good. Um, I'm going to cynically just say that usually games that are this high on the BG list, you pretty guaranteed gamers like us are going to sit down and see the magic. Yep. Even if we don't love it. Like, I, like, I, I mean, you heard me kind of bitch about, um, about a uh, pandemic. Yeah. It's a good game. It's one of those, it falls into the, it's a good game, but I don't, but like, I don't it. like it. Kind of fat. So I just say we move right along sure. into number scythe. nine. Skive. 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 Is it scythe it's or scythe? Skive. It's scythe. You say scythe. No, it's, it's, it's canonically scythe. Scythe. Okay. Uh, yeah. Jamie Stegmeier. Um, his opus, his, his big one. Yeah. The one that just will not die. It was, I remember the most earth shattering Kickstarter at the time. When it, came it was out. bonkers. It was Buku dollars. Did Buku dollars. Dollar I think it still does. Honestly, I think it still, it still sells out. Yeah. Um, Consistently. My employer's original business, literally the cornerstone of this business started with selling this game mm-hmm. uh, on Amazon and different other venues. Um, it is a area control strategy game, I guess you would say. Um, what else? How else would you describe? Area Control 4X. 
It is it is certainly a 4X expand, exploit, explore, exterminate. It looks like a war game, but I remember when I played it, I've only played it once with you. I don't remember it feeling like a war game, which was actually, I guess, a good thing. I don't know. Because it's not a war game. It's not. It's It's a Euro. It looks like one. It's got some of the best art in any game I've ever seen. Which uh, is an interesting conversation that we can have as well. Hmm. Um, but this one, do you know the backstory with this one? How do you mean? Like how it came to be? Um, if I recall, it's he saw the artist first. Yes. Yeah, he saw the artist. Stegmeier approached Jakub Rosalski, yeah. a Polish artist who does a lot of alternate history, technological sort of a deal. It's like, hey, I like your stuff. I want to make a game with you. Yes. And then he did. And then he raised $1.8 million yep. on Kickstarter. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I would say deservedly, too. I mean, I remember that whole Kickstarter was just bonkers. Like, not just because of the hype, but just how well it was, like, portrayed and marketed and laid out. I almost backed it, and I didn't know anything about it at the time. But it was just a little too high price point for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know Scythe and you're just listening to this, trying to figure out what the hell is it, what... Um, it's got this sort of, would you say, like World War II alternate history? It is alternate backdrop. World War, but not like II. World War. It's it's Russia. It, like it's, it is. It's, so the setting for it is supposed to be um, the Russian front. the The people had to build mechas to yes. defend themselves using their farm equipment. Yes, that, that's which is what a hook. It's crazy because these mechs are the coolest mech designs and ever. They look like John Deere. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yes. Snorted a bunch of cocaine. It's like <laughs> we need to make a war machine. What now? if one of these had a had a tank on it? Yeah, no, it was there's these cool ass. I love I love tech that looks like it's been hobbled together. Yep, that very. I mean, I guess not steampunk punk nurse. This would se. be considered diesel punk. Diesel punk. I yes, think. I could see that. It's it's great. Um, you were the one that actually finally sat us down to play it. Yes. Um, with your copy. With my copy, yeah. me, my wife, you. <laughs> was it just the three of us, or is it someone else? I, I, bl- mm. I think it might have just I been. I think the three Sam might have been there. Was Sam there? No, it uh, was just the three of us. I think it was just we got halfway through and it's like, okay, we need to we need to hurry this up. Yeah, because well, my my significant other was not. Was she playing, playing at that point? No, no oh, I don't think she was. She was okay. there. She wasn't. Yeah. Um, what's weird about it is I don't remember the. <sighs> I guess this is a kind of damning thing to say is like, I don't remember having a very memorable experience playing Disclaimer, it. Disclaimer, you've played it once. I, I know, but but that doesn't discount the experience. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah, no, fair. Like I played, for instance, I played Food Chain Magnet yeah. once. I remember that experience. That game is, that game is yes. real great. I remember it. This game, which is very, very high on the list, I played once, and I remember being like, oh, okay. Really? Yeah. I'm not going to say it's bad. Uh-huh. I remember like loving the presentation but i couldn't even tell you how to play the game i just i know i have things i know i like move little markers on my own little track i know that there's like 10 different things you have to like invest your time and thought into to Mm -hmm. get points but other than the surface level of what that game is it didn't even impact on me interesting because i could recite the rule book like word for word do you love the game i found it very good and i had only played it once interesting as well but like if you bust it out you know, a copy right now, I, you wouldn't have to refresh the rule book for me. You would know because it. It left that big of an impact on you. The impact itself was was great. It it did mislead me because I also was expecting a war game. But then it was a Euro, and I'm like, oh, cool. I can grok this. And then I did. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know what that means, but... Grok, grok is an old term where, like, something clicks. 
Interesting. Yeah. It's when, whenever somebody says, like, oh, it clicked for me, it's like, oh, I grokked it. Learn something new every day. Yeah, it's an old uh, '80s war game term. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, le- I'm gonna like end the whole side discussion on yep. this. I want to play it again though, it's, not not because I want to, but because mm-hmm. of like I feel like it's earned a second play just in its place, not only in this list, but um, the amount of uh, love that the game gets. There might be something I missed that I need a second chance to. All right, so that's number nine on the list. Number nine, number ten. Uh, is a slimmed down version of a different game. Once an Eagle Griffin game. Which was also once an Eagle, <laughs> Eagle Griffin game. What is, come on, Eagle. Hold on to your top <laughs> top tens. I mean, literally, that's two top tens they've lost. Truth. Brass uh, Birmingham. Yes. Um, which is a slimmed down version of Brass, or now known as Brass Lancashire. That's right. Birmingham is this. I always forget that Birmingham is the new, like, yes. Roxy one that they released in their Kickstarter. Okay. Another, by the way, incredible presentation on kickstarter yes um maybe one of the most beautiful um ugh, just so like gritty and ridiculously be- and by the way i'm gonna double check something about this um one of my favorite art teams in board games is a it's a couple it's a um wrong pretty shit oh man i'm gonna sound like a dumbass if i'm wrong about it. do it you sound like a dumbass anyway um <laughs> no i'm right oh shit i just blew out the mic again um so um <laughs> There is a a couple that does art for games uh, like Santorini. Oh, local, super! They're called it's Mr. Cuddlington. It's a husband Mr. wife team. They're like they're like French. Uh, yeah, look at their website. You're gonna um, um Jesus, <laughs> that 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 beautiful. Huh? <laughs> um, they do I, 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 so many different games. They've done art for amazing art. The the one that always comes to mind is Santorini, though. But that's not the only style. They also did the art for this game, which no is way. nuts because when you look at the art for it, it looks. Totally different than what you'd expect. It looks like they've done the art for uh, Santorini, Unfair, Grim Forest, yeah. Charterstone. Yeah. They're all over the place. Uh, Barnyard Roundup, The Great Dinosaur Rush, yeah, and yeah. Steampunk Rally. Oh, that's quite fun. Yeah. Great art. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing that they did at least worked on some of the art for this, and that kind of blew my mind. Uh, Brass Birmingham, as I said, it used to be a Eagle Griffin game. Never played it, but I've been... I could, you know what? This is put yourself out there. Be a dumbass on the air. I don't care. I've heard that the it's got like hand management yes. mechanics that mm-hmm. maybe aren't like Bloomhaven's, but are in the same where it's like every choice, every card you make is like, oh, you're gritting your teeth because you you know you're going to slowly run out of options as you play, um, and that's kind of a timer for the game as well in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, yeah, because the the market in brass is not infinite. Like resources are going to run out. Yes, and then even halfway through the game, you have a split where all of the stuff that you have built during the first half, guess what? You can't use roads anymore. You have yes. to use canals or what? Are railroads. And um, then you use canals. And it's it's said. What is the backdrop for this game? It's it's got a very cool. So what is it? I'm going to just read a little bit of flavor here. Uh, an ep- economic strategy game sequel to Martin Wallace's 2007 masterpiece. Brass Birmingham tells the story of competing entrepreneurs in Birmingham during the Industrial Revolution between the years of 1770 and 1870. So yeah, it's it's just this gritty, like, imagine kids with coal smeared across their face, like, hey, I'll have some more, sir, trying to, like, produce goods for uh, barons of the industry in uh, that... Uh, Time period in England. Uh, very, very cool backdrop. And, and man, the art on the new edition is stunning. Yeah, I want to. This is absolutely a one I want to play. Yeah. Need to, we need, have you played any? I of the have not. Now? I almost had a chance to play it two or three weeks See, ago. That's why I'm happy we're doing the show. 
we're getting so much like we gotta play that one. We gotta yeah. play this one. Like yeah. um The rule book for this game? Yes. Okay, so first of all, it is weighted. What's the weight? Eight uh excuse me, three point <laughs> nine out okay. of five in terms of complexity. Okay. The rule book is four pages long. So this is one of those not complex necessarily, but incredibly deep games. Yes. 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 I remember Which I watched what I Love. Oh, yeah. I mean, who doesn't want that? I remember uh, what really sold me on this was the shut up and sit down. I was talking about just the emotions that you mm. go through your, you when you play this game and like, every choice just being... Just, every choice meaning something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I wish I had more to say about it than that other than we got to play it. That was number 10 on the list. Let me just ask you really quick. Hold on. Before you do so. Yes. Um, so the Kickstarter yes. for Brass Lancashire and the slimmed down version, Brass Birmingham, uh, raised seven, one point uh, seven million dollars wow. Canadian, which is about one three U.S. Hmm. I mean, that's what ten top ten games. Yes, forty minutes. Forty minutes. Yeah, we're forty minutes. We're into forty this? minutes into it. I told you, dude. This is gonna be a series, man. It's gonna be a series. What do you think? T- t- Leave every it at 10? episode. Do ten more. Ten and ten. Ten and ten of the top ten. It'll be our running sequence. So. Oh no! That means we have to play all of these. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? It's something to something to uh, something to aspire to. So wait, so we're ten yep. in. Yep. Let's just do a quick recap on these sure. ten. I'll just I'll just list them off. Uh, Machine Gun, Gloomhaven, number one. Number two, Pandemic Legacy. Number three, Terraforming Mars. Number four, Through the Ages: A New Story of Civilization. Number five, Twilight Struggle. Number six, Star Wars Rebellion. Number seven, Twilight Imperium. Number eight, The Gaia Project. Number nine, Scythe. Scythe. Get it right. And number 10, Brass Birmingham. Um, a lot of big fatty names on there. Which one of those, set of curiosity, are, uh-huh. you, are you the most I need to play that game? Ooh, Brass. I know. I, on, it's got to be Brass. Oddly, me too. Yeah. I, I, not just because it was the last one we talked about, but looking over that list, hands down, that's the one I want to play the most. It looks like... It looks like the perfect game for me. Yes. Because for me, I loved, loved <laughs> uh, Food Chain Magnate and Dominant yes. Species, where yes. those are games that are very simple on their surface, yeah. but the depth and how deep you want to go and how much strategy you want to put into it is entirely up to you. So if you fail at those games... And to have art direction that's on par, as opposed, on. as opposed to like the... the uh, <laughs> This, the uh, absolute made in MS Paint versions of uh, like Dominant Species, horrible, horrible graphic design. I know. You- I I love that. What? It's it's because it's functional. You know what? You can have a function. I mean, without going on to a completely different topic of because of if we do discussion. so, we could talk about the deluxe edition of Castles of Burgundy, which looks worse than the first printed. <laughs> Terrible. Um. I think you can have both. Is all I'm saying. Uh, you can have a beautiful game that also. I mean, that's. I mean, that's the Oscars of games, right? Yeah. You want it to hit all those points. So, um, but definitely brass. Brass is it. The one I'm probably the least interested. But here, but hold on. Oh, wait, on. but brass, but only because Roxley redid it. Well, yeah. Yes. You ready? Because the original. If I looked, if you said, "Hey, the original," there's this. There's this game by this guy Martin Martin Wallace. Martin Wallace. I think is the dude's name. Yeah, it's. It's got a dude in a red coat on the cover. And he's he's holding up brass. Like a goblet or something. And it's called brass. It's called brass. <laughs> but it's got coins. It's got metal coins. It's got coins. It's got metal coins. Railroads. Um Fuck that. Martin Wallace <laughs> made one of my favorite games of all time, actually. Yeah? Railways of the World. Which you will never 
stop talking. Come over and play it today. I want to. What are you in today? I got, I got like four different things. I got yeah. errands. It's all errands. I hear you, man. Um, so that was our the errands the f- being watching the League of Legends World Series. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I'm not going to judge. I used to watch competitive uh, Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> you, a competitive, non-competitive game? What do you, what do you have a non-competitive Wasn't it Heroes of the Storm? Isn't that supposed to be... It's a, it's, it's the... It ain't Blizzard. a league. Well, I don't know. I've never played League. Uh, it's fine. Anyways, um, <laughs> if you like this episode of the top 10, let us know because I'm already psyched to do the next 10. Honestly, the yeah. The next 10, just looking at this next queue up I don't want to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil nothing. For these people that don't have the internet. Um, but if I can get Charlie to play one of I these I played games. one of them. One of them I played last night even. Oh, ooh. I'm not going to say which one, but it's such a good game that it got some table time last night. There are. I know one of them you showed me. Uh-huh. That was great. Yep. One of them is already on the list from what we played. Yep. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I think the 11 to 20 teaser, I think I might have more good, personally good games than the 1 to 10. Interesting. So you like more like yes for that. Yeah. Section. I'm definitely seeing a lot of ones I recognize. Yeah. But yeah, that's the um, the very appropriately named BGG Top 100, doing it and screwing it. I think that's what we called it, right? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, super pack blowout. Um, Andrew and Charlie going deep and hard on Top 100. <laughs> that's, by, by the way, all part of the name. Um, What's the acronym for that? What is that condensed down It's just to? like, it's like LOL, J slash K, something like, I don't know. IDK, my BFF, Jill. It sounds like a German word, like, Norkti, Jorkdan, Laughter, Jack, like, it's very, it's got like 47 characters in it. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah, that's something we're going to continue to do, because that was, that was quite a blast. I knew you'd love it. Oh, it was you, you doubted it. I was super doubtful. But that, yeah, that blinked by, plenty to talk about. <laughs> All right, well, I guess we'll catch everything next time on the flip side on the homies flip, no we can't say that that's that's trademarked is it i would imagine z garcia has that trademarked he, he has Catch a you trade- on the flip side kidding he me? says that at the end of every single one of his videos on the dice tower you know what z i love you but i don't think you own that statement I we're coming you're... for you <laughs> <laughs> bye everybody fireball the son of a bitch